Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. It's been too long since guests have had the privilege of riding the Walt Disney World Railroad, closed for over four years when construction began on Tron. Still, good things are worth the wait, and this attraction is lovelier than ever. We board at the Main Street USA station and take a scenic journey around the Magic Kingdom. There's so much to discuss along the way, such as the upcoming closure of Splash Mountain, potential new attractions to come in behind Frontierland, and the new track layout at Tron Light Cycle Run. New narrative has been created, hosted by a citizen of Main Street who always dreamed of running the trains. He introduces you to the wonder of the Magic Kingdom as you make your grand circle tour with stops in Frontierland and Fantasyland's Storybook Circus. Would you believe that Peter Pan and Wendy provide narrative along the way? Well, join us and let's ride the Walt Disney World Railroad. By the way, as always, we provide a post on Disney at Play to uh, accompany this podcast. And that post is going to include a complete video of the Grand Circle Tour. So you're definitely at some point going to want to check that out as you uh, as we go part of it. But, uh, but through it. Um, now, to get started here, let me just say that it took me three visits to the Magic Kingdom before I finally had a chance to ride the train. The first two times... The train was not operating because of the lateness of the hour. It's It ends at 6 p.m., which is different than it has been prior to COVID, where it usually came to an end somewhere between the 8 and 9 hour, ninth hour of the day. Well, usually it ended um, prior to the fireworks taking place. And even then, there were times where it actually started up again after the fireworks. So, um I was a little surprised the first time, not only arriving too late, but seeing a very large line of people at the Main Street station waiting to board. I thought I was going to catch it in time the second time, but there were monorail delays, and that took me just a few minutes behind. I was, I was uh, just a few minutes too late. That was okay because it gave me a wonderful opportunity to to just spend the evening at the Magic Kingdom, which still had its Christmas lights on. I provide a narrative of that experience, plus the following Magic Kingdom experience to our Patreon listeners. So you're going to want to, if you are part of our Patreon Wayfinder Society group, you're going to want to, you're going to want to catch that podcast as well. Finally, the third time is a charm, but it was a very cold very cold and windy day. So I apologize for any wind uh, that you may have experienced, that you may hear on our on our uh, audio as we actually go through this experience. Notwithstanding, the trains look beautiful. The only challenge to this is that there were only two trains operating in the middle of the day. It really works better when you have three trains running it seemed like we waited forever at each individual station to start up again um and it's perfect because with three stations you could pretty well well it takes a little longer to get all the guests on board at main street but it's a fairly short tour 
to Frontierland. Frontierland to uh, the Fantasyland station is the longer journey. And then you have to do some um, watering up, uh, add some water at the Fantasyland station before you go on a short tour back to Main Street. So it usually is a really good balance to have three trains, to have only two. Well, it felt like we were spending a lot of time at the station waiting. But notwithstanding, it was worth the wait. And what we're going to do is we're going to give you a chance to actually hear the narrative that uh, there is a brand new narrative that goes on with the trains. And we're going to give you a chance to hear that narration. And then um, at each station, we're going to stop there for a few minutes. And we're going to, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what you heard and what actually you're experiencing visually and some of the issues um, between between each station. So on that note, all aboard, let's ride the Walt Disney World Railroad. Welcome aboard, folks. We're beginning a grand circle tour of the Magic Kingdom. It stops along the way in Frontierland and Fantasyland. Sit tight and keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs well inside the train. We're currently departing Main Street Station. And if you're missing those friendly faces already, not to worry. On this train, it's never goodbye. It's always see you real soon. Para su seguridad, permanezca sentado y mantenga las manos, brazos, pies y piernas dentro del tren y cuide a los pequeños. Gracias. Friends, I'm so delighted you joined us today. There's nothing I enjoy more than showing folks around this magic kingdom. Especially because it's certified proof that in these parts, dreams really do come true. See, there was a time not so long ago that I was just a young fella on Main Street with a balloon in my hand and a wish in my heart that someday I'd be the conductor of this train. And wouldn't you know it? With a bit of gumption and a dash of magic, here I am. So believe it when I say that around here, anything is possible.
Just a couple of notes here before we head on from Frontierland to Fantasyland. I have to say, just like the um, trains themselves, the station looks terrific. If you'll recall, coming out of COVID, the station was actually um, going through a rehab of its own. And this has really been the first time folks could go into the station and walk around. There's still the uh, Penny Arcade, Moviola kind of uh, machines. Uh, you don't have to pay a penny. They're free, but you can kind of see those movies in action when you're inside. There's a couple of wonderful murals um, depicted inside. I believe one of them has to do with Promontory Point. Um, and it's it's just a really lovely station. My only uh, disappointment is that I really like that location for watching the fireworks at night. And they haven't allowed that to reopen during that time. Once they close at 6 p.m., the whole top of the station is kind of closed off. So I find that to be a little bit on the side of disappointing. Um, you heard a little bit about the story of the train conductor, a citizen of Main Street growing up, uh, uh, loving the balloons as a little child and always wanting to work the train. And now they're working the train. And um, it's a fictitious story, but it really uh, it picks, it depicts what a lot of the cast members are like. They, too, grew up. Um, visiting Walt Disney World and always wanted to work the train. I knew one gentleman years ago, he's since passed on, he actually worked for years for uh, one of the major railroads like Santa Fe. And when he retired, he chose to move to Orlando so that he could specifically work the train at Walt Disney World. That's the kind of dedication and love that many of these individuals who work the trains they have for this particular operation and it's, and it's and it's exemplified in this little narrative we head through adventureland not a lot to see it's always interesting that the vegetation is very low as you pass by the monorail station it's almost like you get a mere glimpse of the monorails on one side in that Victorian station and the monorails to have a glimpse of you as you pass by. From there, there's a couple of small prop signage pieces as you go through Adventureland, although they added this grand Adventureland-style music as we go through. And then we head into Frontierland. And... Uh, what I think stood out there, and you can't see it in the, uh, well, you can hear it in the narrative, is that we passed by a set of cast members who were in the middle of going through traditions, and they were all standing to the side on that little pathway of Frontierland, waving at the guests. Oftentimes, um, characters, Disney characters, as they get ready to come through on a cavalcade or a parade, they too will stand in that area and wave to the guests um, as you come by. Um, along the train tracks and then from there you enter through the heart of Splash Mountain which it, the narrative actually um, uh, addresses 
um, an interesting notion because we're only days from Splash Mountain actually concluding its um, decades-long run. And I think it opened in Walt Disney World 92. We're going to do a, a wonderful tribute to Splash Mountain. Forget all the politics and the craziness. There's so much... Um, that is good about that attraction and it's time to celebrate that as as it evolves into another attraction which i'm sure will be good as well but um but it did make me wonder how um how uh data this new narration is going to be in just a couple of more days i assume they probably created a another new narrative um as we as we come through but we come into the frontier land uh, train station. I love it as well, and I show some visuals of it on the uh, video because um, there's some just some really lovely details in through there as you line up and queue for boarding the train. You know, the Frontierland station is that is not the original Frontierland station. The um, Frontierland station was originally a lot closer to where the parade moves out into the street. I can't remember how they handled the parade in the very early days, but but the train station was closer, kind of between Splash Mountain and that parade route. And then as Splash Mountain was built, it moved to an, to the station and the location uh, where it is now. Also, you'll recall that if you listen to my podcast regularly, we've talked on a couple of previous occasions about the fact that the original third station was not going to be Fantasyland as there was nothing back there before Toontown or um, Mickey's Birthday Land, which eventually turned into Toontown, which eventually turned into Storybook Circus. There was nothing there back then. They were originally going to build a Tomorrowland train station and even set up the steel. We have images of that in previous podcasts and and um, or in the show notes for previous podcasts. Unfortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, they changed the whole layout and chose to put Splash Mountain in that area and the rest is history as we all know it. But the the railroad station in um, Walt Disney, in, in Disneyland, uh, is located in Tomorrowland as well as one in Fantasyland. They have four stations. So... Um, but uh, but even that Fantasyland station, well, it was originally back there in the late 50s and then it went away when Small World was created and it came back when their Toontown was created at Disneyland. But they've had the Tomorrowland station for many, many, many years and that's why they intended to do the same thing with Tomorrowland and building a train station there. That's neither here or there. We're going to go ahead and move on from our Frontierland station and head on to All Points West as we move toward Fantasyland. Howdy folks, if you're just joining us, a hearty welcome aboard. We're heading for our next stop, Fantasyland, before carrying on to Main Street, USA. Everybody stay seated and keep your hands and arms, feet and legs safely inside the train. And as always, keep an eye on your little ones. Para su seguridad, permanezca sentado y mantenga las manos, brazos, pies y piernas dentro del tren y cuide los pequeños. Gracias. 
Well, as you probably heard, there's a lot of things happening. As we move from Frontierland to Fantasyland, we pass by Big Thunder Mountain at the outset, uh, which has just come back up into operation. It was down for a couple of weeks, probably intending to do some preventive maintenance as Splash Mountain goes down because uh, clearly they're going to need uh, Big Thunder to run regularly while Splash Mountain is not in operation. From there, we pass over a bridge. I don't think a lot of people realize uh, the importance of that bridge. That what uh, the way the water flow is designed in uh, the Magic Kingdom is originally where there is now uh, the Little Mermaid attraction and and the. Uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, there was 20,000 leagues under the sea. And to make that attraction um, look amazing as you stared out of the portholes just uh, a few inches below water, you had to make the water as pristine as possible. So they would take the water um, out, of, out of the canals and they would put it through a strong filtration process. And they would clean it as, as as best they could. And that created just these crystal clear waters as you passed through or as you rode in 20,000 leagues under the sea. The water then passed through. And if you've been kind of in that bridge heading toward the Mad Tea Party from, from um, uh, the hub with the castle on the left, you'll recall that there are these little waterfalls that kind of come down into um, the waters, kind of contemporary looking falls that pass by um, cosmic rays in Tomorrowland and flow in through the waters that surrounded the hub. And of course, before remodeling a few years ago, you could see those waters go um, in one direction uh, past Tomorrowland and the other direction underneath Cinderella Castle. And then they rejoined again as they headed into Adventureland. From Adventureland, they headed into the Jungle uh, Cruise and the waters around um, Swiss Family Treehouse just simply um, led right into the entire Jungle Cruise experience. And from there, it led into the Rivers of America. And from the Rivers of America, it would then lead out into the canals and ultimately into um, the... um, southern seas lagoon and so and so there's a whole flow of water going on and that's really important the 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 aspect of that bridge a lot of people don't know that bridge is capable of of switching and turning so as to allow the uh, liberty bell and any other major watercraft that needs um that that has a certain height to come to and from and enter into the rivers of america so there's a lot going on as you cross that trestle um and further your way into the back half of frontierland the powhatan village is still there um reminiscent of the pocahontas film however uh, there is no a discussion of it in the um the narrative you then pass by the the other indian villages and then you move on to and and you move on to uh, fantasyland or the back half of fantasyland before we do that let me just come back to 
this is a great area to be able to see what is going on because there's discussion that was presented in D23 about building back behind Frontierland and and building on behind the rivers of America and then and then coming back in toward the haunted mansion with attractions based on Encanto, Coco, and some kind of villain's lair, villain's mountain, however you want to um, describe it. The fact of the matter is, is that river that I told you that the Trestle Bridge has to be crossed in order to go through that back half area. So not only does there need to be a trestle for the train, there has to be a trestle for guests who are flowing through that area or that are moving through that area. If you look to the left, as you go through, you see that the train actually runs along the canal bank and you can see the canal very plainly through most sections of that back half of the rivers of America through the forest there. Um, it makes me think that if they were going to successfully do this, that they might cut into the rivers of America in the same way that Disneyland cut into the rivers of America in order to accommodate Star Wars Galaxy's Edge when it was built in the back there. That's that's probably what we need to do because you're talking about a lot of a lot of conservation issues as you move that canal and you move that um, swamp, for lack of a better term, conservation area is what we correctly call it now, but it is a swamp back there and you have to do a lot of adjustments in order to assure attractions. That's why I kind of, I have a lot of flags um, toward putting more stuff back there when there are other places to um, put park attractions and even theme parks, which came out into um, a discussion with Reedy Creek. We hope to cover that another time, but there is still room for another major theme park attraction, smaller um, theme park experiences. So I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little weary about those plans of moving so much back there. Notwithstanding, as you head into the Fantasyland, you're, you're so far back in there that you really don't see anything before us. And there's really nothing there except a little uh, scene with um, a snake um, and another scene with some gators and a frog. And it's, there's really not much going on there. Um, and now they've added this narrative where Peter Pan is talking to Wendy and saying, I see, what is that thing? It looks like a big, long snake. And Wendy's saying, no, it's a train. And he goes, well, I need to train my shadow. And then they get into a conversation about, about better fixing the shadow on Peter Pan. It is this whole thing going on. It's, it's very different, but it does get you in the spirit as you move toward Frontierland or fan, toward the Fantasyland uh, station. I, I wish there was something more that was Fantasyland represented back in that force. I think that would be very cool if they could do something like unto that in that area. But um, all that said and done, we are moving uh, very quickly into the storybook circus area of, um, of Fantasyland. And here we're going to need to get some water and uh, take care of the steam engine. What I love about this 
particular station is how well it blends into the idea of a circus train coming into town and there are railroad tracks emanating out from what ends up being restroom areas but but and then you have Casey Jr out in that area and and these and it's it's very much like a little circus station that you would expect for Casey Jr as they're coming into town with Dumbo all the theming all the thematic details just really makes that station have purpose um it's noted as the carolwood station which harkens back to walt disney's own um railroad that he had in his backyard and there's a lot of traditional um a lot of heritage built into that luggage which references different earlier films like melody time or make my music and different characters from that era so it's just a wonderful little train station and as uh, soon as uh, we're f- refilled with water we're ready to go and head on through tomorrowland which includes moving past the new tron light cycle run looks like we're on our way and i'm so glad to have you with us Next leg of our journey takes us to Main Street, USA. We'll head for Frontierland after that. Stay seated and keep your hands and arms, feet and legs inside the train at all times. Oh, and please keep an eye on your children. Next up is a place that's always ahead of the curve. And not just because we're on a straightaway. <laughs> Our metropolis of mechanical marvels, Tomorrowland.
trip around the Magic Kingdom is almost complete. I can't thank you enough for spending part of your day with me. And I hope you've enjoyed your journey as much as I've appreciated being a part of it. We're now approaching our most charming destination, Main Street, USA. A place where the only thing sweeter than the townsfolk is the treats. After our stop, we'll be heading for Frontierland, followed by a visit to Fantasyland. For now, stay seated until our train comes to a complete stop. Then pick up your belongings and carefully disembark. If you have strollers to unfold, please take them all the way beyond the platform so new passengers can safely hop aboard. It'd be mighty kind of. And while we're being neighborly, what say we give our fellow travelers a friendly wave hello? This is Main Street Station, after all. Welcome to Main Street, USA. Please remain seated until I give you the two words of all clear to disembark. Please remain seated, folks. So, this train went down for many years in order to accommodate the construction of Tron Light Cycle Run which weaves right into the uh, entrance area of this attraction. It includes a tunnel through one section of it because up above the tunnel is a platform where people are coming and going. And so to keep the smoke from going up on to people up above um, on, the, on the bridge, they created a tunnel through this. Now, I have to say, this is probably the most disappointing part of the entire experience. The tunnel was a little longer than I thought it to be. Maybe it was just slow because it had just come out of Fantasyland Station. One way or the other, there was nothing to see but black walls up until the end in which there were a few windows added. It seems to me like you could do some kind of light show. There was a little bit of music narrative in there uh, aligned with Tron, but honestly, it just failed to do anything interesting. It certainly will be more interesting when Tron opens up, and especially when you are visiting that attraction at night because the canopy just lights up and it's beautiful and it's amazing. But then again, you're in the tunnel and you're not going to see most of that. So it's a head scratcher as to how this will finally turn out. We'll do another video after Splash has closed and when Tron officially opens because that will be the more permanent uh, train narrative that uh, will go on for many years to come. At any rate, we head from there through the back side of Tomorrowland and toward Main Street Station. It's in this area where the area to the, our left opens up and you have a big broad view of, the, of Disney's Contemporary Resort Hotel, its sister DVC tower, and even uh, the bus stations at Walt Disney World. For an organization that prides itself on keeping things inside the berm and kind of keeping the theme, it seems funny to be on this train and seeing all of this exposed area outside of the Magic Kingdom. In truth, I think it's more intended for everyone on that monorail and those buses to see us as we come around 
the side. There was somebody. There was another. Um, I think it was on the Diz the other day. They were talking about the sight lines in Tomorrowland and the fact that they were intentional. That you could see the contemporary beyond Tomorrowland because it it led very nicely into the architectural styles of that land. I get that. They also went on to talk about other areas where you um, uh, create a distraction by bleeding into other areas of the land. Well, I don't know if you've been to the top of Splash Mountain heading down, but you sure see a lot of Cinderella Castle. In fact, you can see Cinderella Castle in a lot of different places as you go through the park. And, oh, by the way, just stand in front of the Hall of Presidents, between the Hall of Presidents and the tree, and look toward the hub. Because you'll not only see the hub out in the distance, you'll see that same contemporary resort hotel way out there in the distance. But it is very clear to see um, vistas and and uh, and these kinds of things don't always work so well, so perfectly. And they're not perfect in in Disneyland, where you can see the Matterhorn Mountain um, from so many different points in the park. And they Matterhorn has nothing to do with Frontierland or. Adventureland or other points like that. So so it's not just the Magic Kingdom or Walt Disney World where this shows up. Any rate, we're heading around the bend and we return to Main Street Station. And despite a couple of little eh, things in there, such as the Tunnel of Tron, I have to say it is a much improved uh, railroad experience around the Magic Kingdom. I can hardly wait to take my granddaughter there for the first time. It's probably why I came by to do the video and, and narrative first because I wanted to just enjoy that time with her. I hope you have the opportunity of taking somebody you love who probably has never seen the Walt Disney World Railroad. There are quite a few. Uh, take them on it and give them the experience of being in a true locomotive, one that is uh, over a hundred years old and and can provide a true steam train experience as you enjoy your time in Walt Disney World. Is it the best way to get from here to there? Well, to be honest, I practically got off the train in, in Main Street and got over to Frontierland to that train station faster than they could move that train. So they got to work on that. But it's not the place, it's not so much a vehicle for getting to another side of the park, but it is a great vehicle for sitting back and enjoying the magic when you're at Walt Disney World. Well, that does it for this Disney at Play podcast. We're so glad you join us and hope that you will uh, continue to look out for um, additional podcasts that we have coming up. We have a special series ahead of us and um, we want to celebrate Splash Mountain as it closes for the final time. So be uh, on the lookout. Make sure you are subscribed to this podcast. And if possible, subscribe to DisneyAtPlay.com where you'll get notifications as well of upcoming podcasts. And make sure you check out the Wayfinder Society, which is our Patreon group. and helps support different um media adventures that we have in providing you the very best of disney thanks again for joining us in the words of sinbad storybook voyage always follow the compass of your heart have a great day we'll see you real soon <laughs>